What is up, everybody? I am George Mossy. Please say hello to my co-host, Sharona. This is the 90 Day Fiance Season 4, Episode 7 Podcast Recap on the George Mossy Show. We have a lot to talk about. Everybody was present, minus Danielle and Johan, who we're going to have to wait and see what's going on with their marriage next week. But based on the preview, Johan is doing some things that Danielle doesn't like, and they're questioning their love, which we kind of assumed as much all season. But I do want to talk about Debbie and Osama, because... All season, we've been getting tiny, tiny snippets of Debbie and Osama. Nothing where we can get any kind of idea of what's going on. But this week, we got an interaction between Debbie and Osama that kind of shocked all of us because Debbie packed up her life. She told both of her kids, Julian and Sandy, that she was moving to Morocco. She was marrying Osama. And all of this was etched in stone. This was her story of what was going to go on. And she was pretty sure that that was what was going to take place. And before they could even get to Rabat, which is a city um, in Morocco where they were going to be staying in this beautiful hotel called the House of Flowers. We'll talk about that later. She found out that Osama wants her to become half of a Moroccan wife. Now, I don't know what that even means, but in his actual explanation, he wants her to cook for him, clean for him, and do things that a wife would do. Now, the first thing that came to my mind was, if Osama doesn't work because that gets in the way of his creativity, why would he need his wife to cook and clean for him? Couldn't he do that for the both of them? Because neither of them would be working. So I was like, that is a really interesting thing. And then not only that, he wants um, Debbie to move in with his parents on the farm for two months, which I can't imagine how that situation is going to play out. Your 67-year-old girlfriend, because it's girlfriend, right? Are they even engaged? I know he's, he, he asked her to marry him over like social media, but when she got there in person, which wasn't the first time either, by the way, we have to talk about that too. He's acting as though they don't know each other. And that was really shocking to me because after three years and a few trips over to Morocco, he was treating Debbie like he had no clue who she was. And Debbie was like a year ago prior to this visit, he was trying to get her to go to the embassy and get paperwork and marry him. So now that she has returned to Morocco, she is trying to figure out what changed. And I don't understand. I don't understand either because if he wanted to marry her a year ago, what would be different now? Because they've actually gotten to know each other even more. It's a whole nother year under their belt in a relationship. But Debbie is now realizing that Osama is a liar. He has told her what she wanted to hear to get her there. And he even admitted it. He said, if I would have told you the truth that we weren't going to get married and you were probably going to go back to the U.S. after two months, you never would have came. So I want to put Debbie back on the next flight back to Georgia and I want her back home safe because at this point I feel like Debbie is in danger yeah like okay what was he meaning when he's like us in reality like you said they have met each other before yes. they've been together it's not like how anyone else is just like online like like Chris and Jamie you know like they just met that's different and they're even they're getting married you know so it's like What's the holdup? Why is he acting like he doesn't know her now? Like he just brings her here, lies to her, but wanted to marry her the time before, doesn't want to marry her now. Like, I'm so confused what is going to happen. Like, I would run for the hills. Like, like you said, let's protect Debbie at all costs. Debbie, let's bring you back. You need to come back to Georgia because 
I don't know about this anymore. So what is his end game? Because Debbie has told us, I know we don't know if we can verify it or not, that she's never gave him any money. So I was wondering, like, what does he want from her? If it's not money and now he doesn't want to marry her, what is his end game? What is the whole point of stringing Debbie along for three years in what seems to be a relationship that he has no interest in com continuing? Because now that she's ready and willing to marry him and ready to take this step, he's not interested and he, she's ready to get in an apartment with him and help pay bills and even consider being half of a Moroccan wife. And let's, let's throw in there that wine isn't allowed. So she's even willing to give up wine for this man, which that's a lot, right? Like there are some people that I can tolerate, but I need a lot of alcohol to do that. So the idea that she's willing to do that and he's not reciprocating that, what is his end game? What does he want from her? Honestly, I really would like to know. And it's like, she's going to move in with him and his family. She needs wine. I would need wine. You can't just go live with someone's family. And like you said, you're going to have to tolerate these people. And she's going to have to be like a half of a Moroccan wife, which, I mean, we need clarification on what the hell that even means, because that makes no sense. But what does he want with our girl? Does he want the money? We just don't know it yet. Like, has she given him gifts that he's expecting more of? Like, he's really acting like this is the very first time they've ever seen each mm -hmm. other. And Debbie, like, I, she's heartbroken. She's absolutely heartbroken, but anyone would be heartbroken. Because that's insane. It's like she said, I gave you three years. What do you mean that you want me to come here for two months, go home? Like, this is a trial. Like, you've already done the trial. That's why she's back. She... I, I don't know what he wants. It's honestly mind-blowing. It's so confusing. I was just, like, screaming at the TV, like, what do you want, sir? What do you want? Because nobody knows. I don't even think he knows. I think he does. We just don't know. I feel like he has a plan. We're just not devious enough to figure it out. And that's the problem. I bet Officer Julian could probably explain it better, right? Julian, what does he want with your mom? We want to know. Yeah. All right, so... No. Jamie and Chris, right? So it's actually time for Chris to meet Jamie's friends, her two besties, Alex and Leo. And they've been planning this because they're going to do her makeup for the wedding. So they want to meet her, see who their subject will be and get to know her because it's important that they get along because Jamie said that these are basically the only two friends that she has, right? So mm -hmm. their approval is important. She wanted them to meet Chris, but Chris is actually lying in bed in terrible, terrible pain, unable to even move the Injection that the doctor gave her for this neck pain didn't work. That is just how excruciating and chronic this pain is. And it's, it's looking as though the surgery is going to be the only relief. But Leo and Alex are feeling a little bit like this is a huge red flag because they were there when Chris decided to ghost Jamie on her birthday for a month. So they were like, the day before your wedding, she all of a sudden has to go back to Alabama to go to court. This is very peculiar. They're like, do you think that she maybe has cold feet? She's not ready to commit. She wants to retreat the situation. And Jamie is like, well, she is here and we do love each other. And we did move past that. And her friends are just like, Notice the signs in front of you like they want to be supportive, but they also want to make sure that she's not going to get stood up or hurt. And it is a very interesting situation. It's like nothing about this bike, nothing about this case. And then right before it's time for them to get married, she has to go back. And it is a very peculiar situation. And the idea that she has ghosted her in the past 
it does make you wonder because she's like, if she gets on that plane and goes back to Alabama, she doesn't ever have to pick up my calls again. She doesn't ever have to answer um, a FaceTime or text. She could just ghost me and be gone and never come back, which would be crazy because she literally moved Jamie into an apartment where Jamie had her own place and she really up uprooted her life to be with Chris. So if that was to happen, that would be crazy, but it's not off brand, right? Based on what we've seen from Chris in the past. Yeah, that's the part that gets me. It's like you said, it's not off brand for her to ghost and have all these crazy things happen, all these crazy stories. So I see where her friends are coming from because they're real friends, obviously. If they weren't real friends, they wouldn't be concerned. Mm -hmm. So anyone with friends would be concerned, especially when they were the ones picking up the pieces when Chris ghosted her. So I get where they're coming from. But we want to believe, you know, that she would not fake, first of all, an illness. I mean, you don't want someone to pretend that they're in so much pain and not meet your friends because that would be terrible. And we also don't, you know, we don't want to think she's a liar. But, like, it's weird that the case never came up till now. You think that they would have talked about that if that's the money that Chris said she was bringing with her to Columbia to make a better life for her and Jamie. So I just don't really understand what's going on here. So it's it's so hard. Like, I was rocking my brain around this, too. I feel like there's so many surprises in this episode. Like, what's what's the real underlying thing? Like, is she going to get married and then leave and then ghost her? Is she going to come back? Is she going to get or like what, what's going to happen? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering, too, because once she marries her, it's like she kind of has to come back. But again, marriages don't really stand through um, countries. So it's like she could marry her over there and still be single over here. So she doesn't technically have to go back. So it's still in the back of Jamie's mind. Like, does she really love me? Does she really want to commit to me? Would she really come back? after that by choice because she doesn't have to or could she go over there and just ghost me again and i understand those those doubts because when someone has done something so horrible to you like ghost you on your birthday for a whole month like that's just something that i would never recover from so i physically and emotionally understand where those doubts are coming from yeah i definitely see that <laughs> All right, I want to talk about Jen and Rishi. So there was a couple of things that came up. So Jen and Rishi were talking about living together as a family. And Jen actually asked Rishi about that and said, if it's a deal breaker for them, maybe that they shouldn't proceed. And Rishi was like, you know what? I would live separately from my family if that would really make you happy. And when I heard him say that, and then Jen was like, I don't know if I believe you. I was like, see, Jen, I feel that because he always seems to just say whatever sounds like the right thing to say in that moment. But then there's no actual action. Like he's like, oh, I'm going to tell my family about you and I'm going to tell them we're engaged. We're going to all get along. We're going to do these things. And he's like always making plans. But there is no action. So I'm like, Jen, I'm, I'm happy to see her questioning intentions because it's easy to say the right things. It comes to take action. We haven't really seen a lot of action from Rishi. He's just kind of going with the flow. He still has her living in a secret apartment. And his family still is wondering who is this American lady he brought over here for no reason. Like there's no action there. But before we could even get to that important step in their relationship, we find out that Jen's visa is not the visa that she thought it was. So it is a tourist visa, but it is a single entry visa. And the entry that she used to get into India from Oklahoma is already used. So even though she needs to leave every 30 days, she can't come back. She has to go home and apply for another visa, which is a tourist visa, which takes 
time, like months, um, up to a year, actually, if they have backlog to get approved for. And she needs to know when they would be able to get married in order to apply for an extension. And Rishi can't even give her a date on when he can tell his parents. So setting a marriage date, a wedding date, kind of seems outrageously out of out of the picture because he can't even tell her when he's comfortable enough to tell his mom when he's ready to take that step. So is this the universe's way of telling Jen this isn't going to work and she needs to find somebody else? What do you think? Honestly, Jen is very smart. Like she, I feel like, on like a lot of seasons we don't see people kind of catching up on the red flags and she's seeing them what for what they are and she's like i don't know if i believe you like everything you're saying is a little sus but let me still see if yeah. you're gonna be normal so i do love that about her but rishi like you need to get it together dude like this beautiful lady is here she's got her shit together like just get yours together too but and then there's the obstacle of her not even being able to stay. And she's like, I don't even know if I can marry him in 30 days. I mean, that is the smartest thing that she's ever said. Because if they just decided to rush this wedding and get married in 30 days, who knows what's going to happen? His family doesn't even know that they're engaged. They've been engaged for how long now? Like, come on. Two he years. Exactly. He needs to stop playing Mr. Suave, you know. And he's so slick with his words. Because he's not. Jen can see through it. And so can we. So he needs to get it together and decide what he wants to, because now they have this, you know, this huge issue that she's going to have to leave. Are they going to introduce her to the family as his fiance now so that they can go back and apply for a K-1? Like, what are they going to do? Because now we need, like, they need to make decisions really quick now because time's running out. It is. It's running out. And I don't see any sense of urgency from Rishi. Like, when she told him that, he was just like oh, I hope that I don't lose you because of this situation. He had no no sense of res resolution. He was like, oh, well, we can do this. We can tell my family. No, he was just like, well, I hope you'll be able to get a new visa. And it's like, Rishi, this is the time that you need to take action and show her that all of the things that she's done for you are not in vain. And you're not even doing that. And mm -hmm. I learned later in the season, uh, he in the show pictures to girls and that's something that we're gonna have to address when we get more information on that so rishi shame on you shame on you you're engaged you should not be sending shirtless pictures to anyone especially not when you're engaged all right guys we're out of time we have to come back because we have to talk about some things with gabe and isabel and some information about them that made us realize it's not all butterflies and rainbows in their relationship all right i'm george mossy make sure you find me on all social media platforms at george mossy georgemossy.com and anywhere you get your podcast and please follow my co-host sharona too her links are right here at the bottom we'll talk to all of you guys really soon